The Incredible Hulk, which came out in 2008, and it is not the first MCU movie that came out, Malika. It's actually the second one. <laughs> hey, <a> Wikipedia transit. <laughs> okay, so when you guys first watched it, what did you guys think of this one? It changed my life. <laughs> um, <laughs> I saw this later, so I didn't end up seeing this film in the movies. I saw this at a later stage, and it's weird for me because it was one of those films at the time where I really liked the Hulk and I liked some of the aspects they explored in the film, but I wasn't a hundred percent with the film, but as time has gone on, I've learned to enjoy the film a lot more. If that makes sense. Yeah, that's fair. I didn't see it in the movies either. Yeah, neither. And I think I watched it like when it came out on DVD and I haven't watched it since. (laughs) Yeah. I saw it with some family friends because they just had it on on DVD as well, and uh, I thought it, I literally thought it was just a sequel to um, Eric Banner's Hulk. <laughs> in saying that, though, I was in Year Eight, so I was pretty excited for all the fight scenes and all the actions and stuff. I think also because I just actually looked up um, in two thousand eight, um, Punisher Warzone came out as well. Really. So it was like just the year of just where all these different. Marvel films were coming out and because we didn't have the whole MCU, oh, this is the next MCU film. It was just like, all right, yeah, you can go and see Iron Man, you can go and see Hulk, just pick whatever. You know, it wasn't like we all need, like it wasn't like, all right, boys, let's go and watch this movie and sit down. You know, it was like, whatever. (laughs) Yeah, it made it heaps confusing because then, well, we weren't even aware of an Infinity or an Avengers saga. So yeah, just no. like, what the heck is going on? <laughs> and then yeah. they just like had all the st- all their standalones, like the Punisher ones and the Blades and all of them. And then no one knew if anything was connected or not. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, I remember, because I used to read the JB Hi-Fi stack magazines. Oh, you yeah. remember those? I don't know, they're <laughs> probably still around. And I remember reading about this and that, and they're like, oh, there's a great um, scene where Iron Man pops up. And like, cause I told you guys in the Iron Man one, I hadn't seen the Nick Fury post credit scene until years after I saw Iron Man. I was like, whoa, okay, this must be the first interconnection. But even then my mind was, it was going to be a Hulk versus Iron Man movie. Like I didn't, my mind didn't go to, oh yeah, they're going to make, you know, Captain America and like, you know, it was just, it's like, okay, they're going to have a movie with both Hulk and Iron Man. Okay. That's a pretty short fight though. It'll be a short, it'll be a short film. (laughs) <laughs> 30 minutes Hulk's one there you go everyone's finished <laughs> well we did see the fight in Age of Ultron uh, well, yeah. but Banner literally worked with him to develop a suit that could help take him down <laughs> oh that's true uh, I think I still Stark lost Stark lost in that didn't he did he uh, yeah, of course he did not really I mean I they mean, both lost he he was just trying to get Hulk back to the riot like out of uh, Scarlet Witch's control, so. Yeah, but... He succeeded in that sense. Yeah, yeah, and then Hulk punched him, I think, and then... No, nah, actually, black. at the end, Iron Man punches him after he, like, smashes him through the... Through the... Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. The construction site. Oh, I like yeah. it when he grabs the fist and just sits there punching him in the face heaps. <laughs> go to sleep, go to sleep, go to sleep. <laughs> well, if anything, with this movie, usually when I... When I used to rewatch it, just because I was... It was very under the radar for me, and I always put it off to the side because, I don't know, there's nothing very... Well, I initially thought there wasn't much MCU value, we could say. And I thought, 
abomination of before before it became abomination i thought blonsky was a pretty cool mind you i was in year eight so there wasn't much that impressed me especially when it came to i do agree with that because like i think i think it sounds weird but this comes off from the born identity type vibe which was very big at the around that time i think i don't know if ultimatum came out i don't know how many years before this came out but like the whole idea of Banner on the run, and you got this super soldier that's going after him, mm. played by a guy that's famous in the Tarantino movies. It's yes, not yeah. bad. Yeah. Yeah, Blonsky was done well. Yeah. It, the abomination part, not so well. That could be done a lot better. But as thought, Blonsky, it was pretty good. Yeah. The, the way he looked, like the design of the abomination character was way off. It was something yeah. else. It's like something out of a, I don't know, a Ninja Turtles villain or some crap. Yeah, it was so, like a mutation more than an abomination. Yeah. So, Mark, do you know the abomination more from the comics? Or... Um, he hasn't, in the comics I've read recently, he hasn't popped up a huge amount. Okay. So, as abomination as a character, I don't know a huge amount about him. Robin, have you, do you know him from the cartoons? or? Well, actually, I was going to ask what Blonsky was like. I know what abomination's like. He's just... Like as abomination, I mean, like he all he wants is to be better than the Hulk. That's his. Yeah, he's amphibious. He's like an anti-Hulk. Like yeah. he's just a. Yeah, he has this like. Hulk. Yeah, and he has that amphibious green kind of. Yeah, like a fish type look. Off green sort of. look, yeah. I but know, as for um, Blonsky, I yeah, I was gonna ask, like, what does he look like in the comics? Because I couldn't find anything. Yeah, I know he's too, a Russian agent. Sure yeah, I know because he represented the whole you know, the fear of communism at the time and whatever. But, like, in a way, like, there still is those political tensions around today in different forms with, like, you know, with Russia and America and so on. So I don't understand why they didn't go down the route of him being a Russian. Like, why they were like, nah, well, he was raised in Russia, but he's a Marine. He's in, he's English, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I... Yeah. Maybe it was just context of the time of what worked. I don't know. Mm. I, I can't really think of what <laughs> what the military what yeah, they possibly, portrayed yeah. as the the bad guys then. But he just seemed like a a, mer- a mercenary that just was in it for the fight. Obviously, there's Ross, and then there's Bonsky. May do you feel maybe having those two villains kind of took away from both in a way because. Like, in a way, Blonsky is really Ross's puppet in it all. And it kind of, you can't really just sit with one villain, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, well, Ross himself has been underexplored. Yeah. yeah. Since, he is, since he becomes Red Hulk in yeah. the comics. So yeah, they haven't really done a huge amount with Ross. Yet I think they will, just because he's, he's still in the MCU. They've used him in, like, so many yeah. movies going onwards but yeah i get what you're saying fits like who's who's the who's the villain essentially in the movie because yeah it's like i think that was one of the things they were struggling with establishing a bad guy like a proper bad guy because yeah like you said they took away from each other's roles yeah because it's like you kind of get the sense blonsky's like i've seen a guy who is better than me and has taken out my whole squad and is 
capable of doing much more than that. I want to be better than him, similar to what you say he's like in the comics. But then at the same time, it's like he's just doing what Ross wants him. So it's just this constant conflict between him being what, you know, just following orders by Ross and then yeah. him every now and then stepping out and being like, no, I want to be better. Mm. But he never, it's just, there's that bit of that imbalance where he's not really going down either path. Yeah. I think if anything, what they did um, explore well and common between them was that the Hulk or whatever, this experiment of weaponizing the Hulk, it's a, it's a, it's power that they both wanted to have. But for yeah. Blonsky, he just, he just likes a challenge. He just likes to fight. So he, he, he'll give into whatever Ross says regardless, just as long as he can either fight the Hulk, take on the Hulk, or eventually become something Hulk-like. Yeah. Whereas he Ross, was just tagging along for the ride. Yeah, and Ross, obviously, he'll... His view of, like... He's a patriot, but his view is twisted. Like, it's all, it's all or nothing, like, whatever the cost. And, um, yeah, his goal throughout the movie is just to capture the Hulk and, like, use use banner for whatever experiments he had planned. Yeah. He yeah. wanted to use the strength for the military, trying so to extract on, the Hulk yeah. serum. So on a surface level or that level of, uh, what they were trying to establish there, it did, that was clear, but I do agree at the same time that they kind of took away from one another's like strength in being a villain's role because abomination at the end was kind of just like, yeah, let's, let's throw it in there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Because, like, there's no, like, there's really no much, not much logic behind that scene of him just going, like, fair enough, he wants more power. But then, yeah, he runs around Harlan, they have the big fight scene, which is yeah. cool, but it's a bit similar to the, even though Iron Man is a great film, the ending of Iron Man 1, where by the end, there's really not much logic between, like, yes, we get a fight scene, that's great, but mm. there's no logic between why it's happening. It's just like, this fight scene's got to happen. Yeah, and it's and, pretty much two immortals trying yeah. to just hitting each other and there will be no winner ever <laughs> yeah i thought it was exciting it was an exciting fight but um, yeah, it was it was just what... it lacked like any real meaning <laughs> well it could because that's the thing there's constant talk that blonsky's now in some shield hangar somewhere and yeah. that's interesting to me it's like where's blonsky now and, yeah. and that's what we'll go into later but it's yeah. like they say say the repercussions the same thing. yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. And they say the same thing about um, Stern's character being the leader. Like, they're both together somewhere. But that's just rumours. Like, I don't know if they're... <laughs> yeah, isn't, isn't that the scientist says head got bigger? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, was, I was actually just thinking, I was like, they brought in a third villain, and they, again, they've done nothing with that villain. As a yeah. Villain. And then, yeah, they brought him in, so you've got to focus on him. Then you've got to go back to Blonsky. Like, <laughs> in some ways, it's the Spider-Man... It's not entirely the same, but it's a bit similar to the Spider-Man 3 issue where there's not one set villain and i don't know i feel like even in previous films well like in the hulk 2003 it was a similar thing where hulk does not really have a proper adversary and like mark from your knowledge of the comics like you've read planet hulk world war hulk like from from watching the animated planet hulk there was more of an idea of hulk had a had a bad guy was going up against a guy that he needed to take on what's your knowledge of that in the comics for World War Hulk or just, just Hulk in like, general? Just Hulk in general, like in regards to were the adversaries to Hulk? Yeah. He'll usually go, like he goes up against the bad guy, like in the movie, he goes up against the Red King 
um, or he'll go up. So there's a Hulkfuss Thanos little mini series, or he joins in to the wars that are happening. Yeah. But then in recent ones, he sort of he stay he lays low because he actually dies and comes back. The Hulk. Yeah. Okay. Hawkeye kills him. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> yeah. It was a. It was a. Um, Banner tells Hawkeye to kill him if he thinks he, if he sees he's going to lose control, yeah. and he gives him like a special arrow that will yeah. do it. Oh, okay. Wow. Um, but then he comes back because there was War of the Worlds and cosmic energy went flying everywhere, etc. Um, but it's the it's the good guy in Hulk that comes out, and that's why he he wants to fight. Yeah, the big guys. Yeah. Okay. Well, in this one, he was just he was just on the run. So, yeah, just, and he was just protecting to, himself. And he spent the whole movie just trying to suppress the Hulk, which, I mean, yeah. See, and this yeah, is some why... comics have that, some don't. It depends. Like when he's trying to control the Hulk because it's taken over, when he finally just accepts the Hulk and they work together. Okay, but Mark, this is where I reckon I can bring it in, where we can have this chat. Because for me, for me, what attracts me to the Hulk is this idea I, I like that old fugitive aspect to him this idea of he's struggling with this disease and he's trying to find a way to cure it and he's struggling with the fact that this thing is a part of him it represents a, a certain aspect of him but at the same time it's taking away from a life he really wants it's just the whole inner conflict like the the monster movie scenario you know the wolfman the Jekyll and Hyde yeah, yeah, yeah. but I, from talking in the past, I, I can tell you're more into this. I could be wrong, but you're more into the sensationalist Hulk, which is Hulk goes to other planets. Hulk, he can t- he's his own person. He can speak. He's got his own knowledge. Him and Banner are just pre- pretty much two separate entities. And Hulk's got, like, you know, he's got a wife in Planet Hulk. He's, he's pretty much Russell Crowe on a, mm. <laughs> on a different planet. Like, <laughs> so just Hulk going into that, later. am I right in saying that? Or like, I don't look, I don't mind both Hulks. I okay. like I like the one where it's the conflict, but then I don't like when the conflict is done too much. Yeah. It's like that sort of gets boring. It's like how long is the guy just gonna it's the same <clears throat> it's the same issues. Like it's, Yeah, true. Yeah, you should be like yeah. Yeah, it's like you know you've tried everything to get rid of the Hulk, nothing's working. So just accept it, move on. Yeah. Um, See, and that's yeah. what they've done with the newer comics where he has moved on and mm. it's only when it goes to um Cho. so after hulk dies hulk goes to the new hulk show and then his way of getting rid of the hulk is in his mind he locks him in the trunk of a car oh so there's still that conflict going on in the yeah so he thinks he's got it under control yeah yeah and but then it turns out he's just had him locked in the trunk of a car, and then that trunk pops open. This Hulk comes out, and then he just goes berserk. Yeah. Okay. Um, but Banner has it like fully under control. Yeah. Which is what I like. That's the Hulk I like to see. <laughs> yeah. Okay. More than the conflict Hulk. Yeah, because like one the big part of I think I'm really on board with this film when he's in South America because to me you, you get to see Bruce Banner stripped down away from society and him just trying to figure it out and like you know trying to work through the anger trying to find different things you know having to work in a in you know a place that makes 
course, I don't know, what is it? Phys- yeah, manager or something. <laughs> and he's helping the guy, you know, fix things. The guy's like, I want to put you on the payroll. I was like, I can't do that. I like all that about it because it's the same thing with the old 1970s, Louis, Fr- Louis Ferrigno. Yeah. Same deal of like, he's trying to cure himself, but on the way he's try- he's using his abilities to help people and lay low and go under different identities. But I start to lose it more when, like I said, like even... I that's, like, the- that's, a, that's like a pre-Avengers Hulk though. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah. But I will admit, but and this what we'll talk about with Mark Ruffalo and so on, this Hulk wouldn't have worked in the Avengers. No, no, obviously not. Even watching the Avengers, and I left the Avengers, the highlight for me in that film was the Hulk because it was just Hulk smash, Hulk right out of the comic books. Mm-hmm. But if it was this Hulk, I reckon I wouldn't have enjoyed it as much, which is that conflict there for me, which is interesting. But Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think they did. I, I like the way they did the Hulk in the Avengers, and that's probably mm-hmm. the transition. And you see it in the comics as well, pre-Avengers Hulk and post-Avengers Hulk. Mm-hmm. And it's only when they bring in the other versions. So you see Mr. Fix-It, and then you see Hulk from Future Imperfect. And that okay. guy is just, he's a ruthless Hulk. Yeah. Like he's just complete villain Hulk. And it's awesome. <laughs> on, a, on a segue, Maestro, what did you think of... that's his name. Oh, yeah. What do you think of um, Smart Hulk? Because I, I know people that weren't a fan of it. Well, I enjoyed it, but... I, I, I like it, but I think where I agree with a lot of the fans is that there wasn't enough Hulk action. I think yeah, it, that's true. I think it worked and, enough for Endgame. But, yeah, um, but even then, like you, because of the relationship that he has with Black Widow, you think that when he finds out she's dead, that he will just absolutely rage on Thanos's army. But yeah, then it's just like sort of. Yeah, I was he, gonna say it's still lacking in. Yeah, more Hulk than Banner. Yeah, and like when he when they go back in time and he has to he hits the car and he's like, oh Hulk smash. <laughs> yeah, like he's not really into the smashing anymore. Well, like, even though he said, oh, I combined the two, it really comes off, it's like, he just took Hulk's greenness and muscles, Body. like, yeah. yeah, and just, it was still Bruce Banner. Yeah. He, he, yeah. You know, it was weird, he was wearing, gla- was he wearing glasses? Yeah, yeah. I'm wearing <laughs> shirts so. now. It's just- <laughs> so it seems like he's still, that level of Hulk isn't as, because his eyesight's deteriorating. I didn't think, I didn't think that was po- possible with the Hulk. Like, why is he wearing <laughs> glasses? Not. Banner, Banner wears glasses. They they probably don't have lenses in them. They're just like the hipster glasses. That just shows to me (laughs) he hasn't reached the full potential of this whole. He's got the form, obviously, but I don't know. There's something about it that's still lacking. But but wouldn't you do the same if you had the option to have Hulk's body and keep all your smarts in your mind? I'd do the same. Yeah, yeah. But like, (laughs) wear glasses. Like, I wouldn't wear glasses. But (laughs) yeah. I enjoyed it because it was something different because I yeah. always like when they take risks, but well, like, it wasn't what I was expecting when coming off Infinity War. It's like, look, we got to figure out, you know, Hulk doesn't want to come out because he's been defeated. Banner's been defeated. How are we going to solve this issue? Yeah. I, was, I wasn't expecting them to be like, oh, well, I'll just take what I need from you and you can just go away now. <laughs> it's going to be a gamble. And like on top of that, in the movie, you had Fat Thor which was also another, like, yeah. uh, strange. What, yeah. <laughs> what are they doing? Yeah, but he just becomes beast at the end anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Like so he has his redeeming moment. Full of, uh, really have a redeeming moment. Full of Cheeto energy. <laughs> <laughs> and alcohol. And VV. <laughs> well, look, uh, just back on Incredible Hulk. <laughs> I think... You're so incredible. I think um, out of this movie, I think I got everything you'd expect from an early days Hulk movie. Yeah. Um, it was good. Like you said, David, that fugitive Hulk, like I thought it fit perfectly. Like the whole, the, the tone the whole time was one of like intense tensity. Yeah. Yeah. Intensity. Intensity. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, it was like that the whole time. And yeah, you had banner on the run and that suited Norton pretty well. And you know, you had the good bits, uh, especially at the, like in regards to conflict as to, what Hulk really is. I think the movie yeah. did well in identifying, trying to identify like what it means to be the Hulk, like whether he's a monster, whether he's a weapon, whether, whether he can be used for good. I thought that was good, but I think one of its, um, where it was like struggling was, I don't know. I got like real TV show vibes from it. Like, uh, for example, like the, at the beginning where they recap what, what happens, like all the events leading up to Hulk, because it's obviously a reboot, so they don't have to go through the origin again. It just, it was very cheesy and it just seemed uh, like a TV show vibe. Really? Because I actually liked that opening. I, really? know it sounds, I, I enjoyed it. it. Like, I thought it was so cheesy. Oh, I, I got on board with it. Yeah. Like, if anything, I think what Marvel movies are good at, like, for example, Grant said he hadn't watched any movie, uh, like, he hadn't watched Thor or Cap before the Avengers, or even Hulk, maybe. Yeah, and um, what they're good at is like uh, having a movie where you don't really need to have watched any of the other ones, and you can just go on with that movie. Yeah, yeah, that's right. They they give you the information that you need. So what when you say about this one is, I like, thought you you didn't need that beginning thing, or uh, well, it it just that's what one of the things where it just takes away from its place from the mcu yeah. like there's something about it. it the 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 beginning and the last fight scene with abomination made it all just seem like a tv show kind of feel rather than yeah i, I can say that movie, you know yeah i can say that i get those vibes more from thor the dark world yeah, but yeah. i think because i see more consequence in this one like mm. funnily enough this does actually lead really well into the avengers because like i said we see avengers he says, you know, I'm always angry. And it, we've realized by that point, he's figured out how to make peace with the Hulk. And we see at the end of this film, you know, he's, si he's sitting there and he's meditating and, you know, the days are going down to zero and you know what's about to happen. And from memory, I'm, I'm pretty sure he smiles just before he turns into the Hulk. Yeah. It's like this, mm. it's like I've accepted what, what's about to happen. So it was a good lead into that. Um, so I guess, I don't know, I find it hard to see it as a, tele like as a feeling of a television show based on, I still thought feel it has consequence to the MCU in a way. Yeah. But, I yeah. think, well... Yeah, little callbacks oh. and the few little Easter eggs that no one really picked up at the time. Yeah. yeah. Well, okay, yeah. certain other MCU films, like I said before, The Dark World, for me, just felt like some side quests on the side. Like, this is just what happened <laughs> on the side while... They were filling up time with Dark World. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, you can say the same about Iron Man 2. But, um... And yeah. 3. <laughs> 3? Yeah, okay, whatever. Um, <laughs> I, I like 3. 
More than two, actually. But, oh, it's um, not about like it, just about how those films feel. Like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah, that's fair to say. And, yeah, I do think, actually, they did well, like, the character development of both Hulk and Banner. Um, with Hulk, yeah, like I said, Hulk, yeah, the themes of whether or not he's a hero or just a weapon or a monster. Like, the beginning, when his first transformation, for some reason, they had it, like, subtle. Like, you didn't fully see the Hulk. He was just in the darkness or like bits of his body you'd see and like i think they were just yeah. trying to allude to like he's a monster and then yeah. to ross and every uh and that he was just he was a weapon or something they could use or misuse and then to banner he was like he was just trying to he just didn't want it in his life at all and yeah. we can talk about norton and i think what even though i you guys probably feel the same that we agree that Ruffalo suits more the future Avengers, but Norton fits that fugitive, fugitive Bruce Banner where was, he's trying to figure yeah. out the conflict within or struggling with that. Yeah. I'll say something controversial. I'll, okay. I think Christian Bale's Batman is a great Batman it's a fantastic performance and it's a great Batman. But for me, it's not a comic book accurate Batman. Okay. So yeah. Yeah. No, for, I, yeah. I, I, and it's yeah. the same way. Yeah. It's the same way. I think I'll compare with Edward Norton. It's a great Bruce Banner, but to me, it's not a comic book accurate Banner. While to me, Rock, Mark Ruffalo's Banner just comes right off the pages. Yeah. But yeah. It's better at that humble nerd. Uh, banner that you'd expect yeah. whereas Norton as we were kind of saying uh, before this recording he just seems a bit too he's got too much charisma to be a banner for for, yeah. <laughs> for the MCU well imagine that scene in India with Black Widow of Edward Norton it wouldn't yeah. have worked because that whole scene's built on this very quiet sort of a dude and then he just bangs and goes, why are you lying to me? Like, yeah, you yeah. just don't see that coming. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah. Yeah, that was really good. Uh, I, I feel like people slack on this movie because it lacks any, any kind of value in adding towards the Infinity Saga. But I, I was trying to look past that and think at the time, all they were setting up for was the first Avengers. So the big things then were obviously the Avengers and references to S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. And in this movie, there was like quite a few references to S.H.I.E.L.D., uh, especially in regards to what Ross uh, was like, all the things he was utilizing, all the resources. Yeah. And then the other big thing, of course, is the Hulk, who was a major role in the Avengers movie. Mm. Yeah. It's, it's difficult, but because it's like, and I'm very interested to see what's going to happen with Jared Leto's Morbius with the whole the vulture in the trailer and all that it's that similar thing of can we you know borrow these elements to put in our film to set things up well that's the vibe it comes off to me as because yeah sure like ross uses stark equipment you know this there's a scene from i from this in iron man 2 but let's be i think if you if if this film was made today and feige was behind it it would be and it's hard to compare but it would be a lot more mcu driven yeah it'd be very different so yeah. the same way ross is borrowing stark equipment 
It's the yeah. same way this film is borrowing MCU. Um, what, what would you call it? Reputation? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But wasn't, but wasn't the Stark, wasn't Stark Company still real heavy with the military at that point? Yeah, well, he, it seemed like it was providing, he either provided them the weapons in the past or he was still providing them just to help with mm. getting the Hulk. But then, and even S.H.I.E.L.D., they still would have been real he- heavily in with the military, I think, at that point. It was well, only yeah. after that Shield, they started pulling away. In the movie, S.H.I.E.L.D. was working with Ross to track down Banner. Like, there's a scene mm-hmm. where he sends out an email or something, and then Shield, through a S.H.I.E.L.D. system, they track down the email and find Banner. Well, I'm pretty sure, even though this movie came out before Iron Man 2, it's supposed to be, because, like, this that scene I mentioned where in the background, when Nick Fury's interviewing Tony Stark and you got the Hulk in the background, that's halfway through this movie. So we have to assume that the ending, the ending of um, Hulk is like a, a couple Can't of weeks wait. after Iron Man 2. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It was weird though in that movie because it seemed like they turned down Iron Man. They said he was narcissistic. Have you seen the consultant? The consultant, which one's the that? Marvel one shot. Oh no, uh, no. So the way they explain it is, um, Ross wanted Blonsky, so he wanted to recruit Blonsky or something. Yeah. And they're like, no, we don't want him to do that. We want him to get Banner. So how do we convince him to do that? They're like, all right. Well, what we'll do is we'll get the most narcissistic person to go and talk to Ross and get him to annoy him so much that Ross chooses not to let Blonsky out and we can get Banner. So that's why they send Tony Stark to talk to Ross. Ah, okay. So Uh it's a bit of a retcon, but you've got to make it work. You see just little, um, because I'm just on Wikipedia at the same time. You see photos of Blonsky in Daredevil TV show. Oh, really? Really? There's, there's newspaper photos, apparently. Oh, well, in four wow. episodes. <laughs> That's interesting. Well, it just goes to show <laughs> that there's so many characters in this Hulk movie that are still, like, relevant for the MCU and still usable. It's just up to them mm. how they're going to eventually use it. Yeah, well, they've got Ross, Red Hulk. They've got Abomination if they decide to reboot. And they've got the leader. And the leader's got huge storylines on his own. Yeah. Like it's that's three unexplored. Like you could you could probably make like two three movies just of Hulk keep going, like if not more. But I think I think so, David's got something to say. Yeah, but then that will go into the whole sensationalist aspect of it, and I don't know how I feel about that. I think well, they finished, they finished the Hulk conflict, internal Hulk conflict. That's done. But I don't think they'll ever go back to it. But what can, because they've done Planet Hulk, like, I like how they did Planet Hulk in Thor Ragnarok. I think that worked for the film. But where could they go? Like, I think, this is just me, there's a lot of in-between they could do. Because throughout, up until Endgame, there's still Hulk conflict. But yeah, <laughs> like, I think they could pull something off with, if they did a Hulk solo movie, like... Because he's only been featured as a side, oh, like as a sidekick, or oh, not a sidekick, yeah. but like you know what I mean. Yeah, and, yeah, um, yeah. Supporting character, yeah. Yeah, and if anything, so I reckon something with Ross or Abomination or Leader, like there's potential there for 
kind of like what they did with Black Widow, where it's set pre Endgame and Infinity yeah. War. What well, also depends what they do, because from the trailers, Ross um, shows is shown in the trailers in Black Widow. So, yeah, so it, it even depends what they do with him in that. So yeah, and appa- apparently he looks like heaps younger than he did in Incredible Hulk, which is a bit weird. But um, like unless a- unless it's like an allusion to he's doing like bio enhancements or something. Yeah. Sorry, boys, what was that? I just missed that last video. Were you talking about uh, or something? Oh, I was just going to pitch something to you. This was an yeah. idea of mine. Um, Hulk sequel. I think because the Hulk's a scientist mm-hmm. and he was dealing with the microverse in Avengers Endgame and he had a bit of a thing, like uh, a chemistry between him and Scott Lang, I think they should put him in the third Ant-Man movie. But to what end? Like, why? I don't know. Him and, him and Scott take on the microverse like is, is there actually going to be a third end man yeah they've confirmed it they haven't confirmed bruce banner's going to be in it but that's <laughs> what i want <laughs> i didn't even know there's enough villains for there to be three end men movies <laughs> yeah i don't know they find them he's gonna find he's gonna fight like a dragonfly or something in this one yeah, but like, imagine like Hulk taking on a giant dragonfly because he's super small. <laughs> yeah, but what if he like got so angry he made himself bigger accidentally, and he just blows up the microverse? <laughs> That's an interesting. <laughs> you, you want sensationalism? There you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, they also, and what I just mentioned, they haven't gone into the Rick um, part of it for Hulk at all. Not the Rick yet in the movies. Yeah. Who's Rick? Rick Ross. So apparently. No, not Rick Ross. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> no, that would be pretty funny. General, um, General Rick Ross. General Rick Ross. <laughs> <laughs> As he's stepping out of his Rolls Royce. Um, so one of the comic lines as to why Hulk turns into the Hulk is when the gamma explosion happens, there's a kid who's out in the field. He's in the unauthorized territory and he's Rick. Banner runs out to save him. And then the gamma hits him and turns him into the Hulk. Nothing happens to Rick. Oh, yeah. And so, Zeta, you know the Agents of Smash TV show? Yes. Yeah, Rick's the blue one. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah, so there's versions where he does get affected. Oh, okay. There's like a thousand. Yeah, there's many, many different. I'm tempted to just call this uh, Malika's recap on all the versions of the Hulk. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> and ranking them in order of which one was the best <laughs> no one of my favorites is maestro though because that's just <laughs> dude's evil the dude's just pure evil i love it uh, i wouldn't mind a hulk corpse is it hulk core or hulk something it's like a group of people that they um injected the gamma into and they were that's saying, agents that's, of smash yeah that's agents of smash yeah well i think they were originally called the hulk core but then they changed the name for the to animated series but um no hulk or isn't that in the planet hulk line no idea i just know it from wikipedia reads <laughs> i think that's from the i think that's from the world war hulk and planet hulk one well i know their leaders characters are, their leaders called general Riker. he comes after general ross is he yeah, different characters and of smash i'm pretty sure yeah but yeah that but that whole concept in smash because Smash sounds better than Hulk Core. So, 
Ravens are smash. Yeah. Um, speaking of smash and Malika's background, uh, Betty Ross. Now, she's obviously a key Hulk character, but there's something about Liv Tyler that I think she's a good support. Like, she portrays well enough that she's the only one that still believes in the Bruce inside the Hulk. Mm. But she's her Betty Ross, there's something there's something about that character that's just too much on the intimacy side or the it's not as like independent and science and intelligent like. Nothing against Liv Tyler, but it was just the way she was portrayed in the movie. Well that's the thing, like besides I don't know, like Mark has his thoughts on his her portrayal in Lord of the Rings, but but I have seen her in other films where I've seen her play a very strong female character. Well, of course, because she's female. But like this whole, like this very, <laughs> this, this inner strength in herself. You know, I've seen her play parts where she was a psychologist, and she really, you know, did that part very well. Yeah. In this, I can't. It was difficult because, like you said, I didn't really get that whole sciencey thing, and it was just this. She was just. It sounds bad. She was a Bruce Banner fangirl. Like yeah, you know, she's I, in the. She yeah, she's in the, yeah, she's in the Bruce. diner with her boyfriend, which, again, that's its own issue there because you got the modern family guy playing a very important character. And also, I only, like... I only just realised it was him and I was looking up the Spanish... And he, just, <laughs> and he just let her go with Bruce. Like, it's just like... Right, and he <laughs> no, he did um, rat, her out, rat Bruce out to the... Um, I know, the, um, I know. But, like, still, he was just like... <laughs> Surely he'd be, uh, I guess... The, he probably just didn't want to turn into... He didn't want a Hulk on him. Yeah. Banner's <laughs> no Aragon, though. <laughs> True. <laughs> but this was in a time before they had, like, Valkyrie or, like, Captain Marvel. Well, like, they had Pepper, but I'm saying, like, there wasn't those female characters that had their own role, their own independent role, their own... Like, they held their own in their own storylines. Mm. It was just like, we, Betty needs to be there. She needs to be... But they didn't really... But even in saying that, because the previous film, which we mentioned with Jennifer Connelly, whatever your opinions on that, she played a, that role that I'm talking of, of just... She was a believable scientist. There was mm. more to it than just her being Bruce's fangirl. Like, yeah. I don't even think they were in a relationship in the film till the end of the movie. Like, they were... Re she was more interested, I think, in the whole scenario and trying to figure it out and trying to help Bruce, but also try and figure out what was going on. Yeah. I, well, think, I think she, what they did, what she did well was that support as in, because Bruce was obviously very uh, alone, isolated and not fitting in anywhere. And obviously he's on the run. But yeah. with uh, Betty, she's the only one who still, yeah, like I said, she still sees Bruce regardless of the Hulk. And uh, yeah, she's trying to help him, but her support and help, there was nothing sciencey about uh, any of the help she was giving. And, no. It was um, emotional. Yeah, it was all just emotions, which... And it caused friction between him and Ross, because she'll be, she'll be like, Daddy, why are you doing this? And he's like, yeah. I have to, he's a monster. Like, it but wasn't then, exactly like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then at the end... When um, Abomination is just tearing up the city, she grabs Bruce and says, uh, she tells him not to go down there or, and help as the Hulk. But yeah, I, yeah. I don't know if that's because like, cause they just uh, made that uh, temporary cure 
wasn't it because um, she was scared that he was going to die? Like he might not turn in the Hulk yeah, yeah. hits the ground? Or Yeah, yeah that, that's what that sounds like. She's more yeah. worried about the Hulk than the people. I still don't there. understand why he had to, like, they, why they couldn't just let him off on a building or something. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's a cool scene, but I don't oh, understand. <laughs> there was a cool, there was a throwback to it though, like in Ragnarok where he jumps out of the, <laughs> he jumps oh, out yeah. of the thing onto the yeah, bridge and he doesn't That turn. was great. <laughs> that was great. Uh, just, but just on a Liv Tyler, like if they ever do explore the Red Hulks any further, don't quite see her as Red She-Hulk. So, or as yeah, I don't know if they'd bring her back for a Betty Ross. Yeah, yeah, they'd have to bring someone else. Actually, on that, who do you think would be a good Betty Ross? If there was another Betty Ross, it's a good question. Um, uh... Gal Gadot, no. I don't know. <laughs> You need well, someone who can seem intelligent. Well, I still think, like I said, if I think Liv Tyler is still... No, she's too young. <laughs> yeah. She's got the right features. It's got to be someone around Ruffalo's age. And yeah, you, you reckon you still see Liv Tyler doing it, pulling it off? I can see her pulling it off, but you, I think but, you just need the right direction. Not, if they, not if they bring the Red Hulks into it. She's not. Oh no! I can't see her doing that. No. I think we've got to but, consider too. Uh, this movie was pre-Disney, and also, I think Norton's, even though he didn't write the script or anything, the way he would have, like he did write the script. Okay, well there you go. Then his <laughs> his influence in the movie will have affected potentially yeah. how she was portrayed as well, because he was all me, me, me. <laughs> I think I read somewhere um, he went under the pseudonym of like Ed Harrison or something what? to write the script. So, yeah, but yeah, yeah. it's not. I don't think it's a known fact. But he's he's a bit strange. Yeah. Well, the reason he left wasn't it because he wanted to change it even more. So yeah, he wanted to have the most creative control. And even though the vision he had sounded like something I could be into, yeah, I don't think I could set fit it, the MCU. No, in hindsight, we would have missed out on this great opportunity. But I think for me, it's difficult because, like, again, I understand in real life, not every relationship is significant. Like, people break up, things happen, that's fine. But it's difficult in a movie where you have him having this big romance of Black Widow. And in your mind, for me anyway, I'm just like, but what about Betty Ross? Like, that was never explained, that was never dealt with. Like, at least with Thor, it was like, oh, yeah, I dumped Jane. Like, or she dumped me. Like, there was at least some explanation. She was uh, And I, I don't know. Like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Just, that's a thing for me. But I think most fans don't, probably don't care about that, I assume. But, yeah, yeah I don't know. Yeah, most of us just want to say Hulk smash. Hulk smash. <laughs> uh, pretty much. I think one of the things that was pretty cool in this movie, I'm not sure how it's portrayed in the comics but a lot of the like in avengers they say that the way colton describes hulk to cap is that essentially they were trying to do something similar to the super soldier serum bio enhancement but focus more on gamma radiation and i thought it was a pretty cool connection there as to the origins of the hulk it was just ross's whole his whole uh, thing, just buyer enhancement. Yeah, it was like a fixation with the Hulk. 
Yeah. Or like trying to create, trying to recreate Captain America. But I don't know. I can't remember how that plays out in the comics, though. It's um, nuclear. I think it's different. Yeah, it's because it was made during the time of atomic warfare. So it was like they try to make an atom bomb out of gamma radiation or something. Mm-hmm. And then it, an accident happened with that. But then later on, I think even, even the movies influenced it. Well, I mean, sorry, the yeah. 70s TV show influenced it. But yeah. they went more like he's a, like a medical physicist and he created something to maybe cure cancer or something. And then the machine that did that, like, yeah, but it always comes back to gamma radiation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. But there were a lot of references in this movie to the super soldier serum. Like when Ross, uh, the serum itself that he injects into Blonsky was like blue, a similar shade of blue. And yeah. um, again, it was that whole thing of like, because throughout the movie, you see Blonsky start to like turn, like mutate into something ugly before abomination. Yeah. And it was like drawing out what's inside. So there was a lot about the serum, obviously, that. Uh, wasn't perfected as they as uh, Erskine had it. You mean saying that because let's remember the serum turned Red Skull into Red Skull, yeah, and it turned Captain America into Captain America, and it turned Blonsky into what he was. Yeah, maybe it's it's a bit far fetched, but it just the serum makes you into what's inside. Yeah, yeah. Like if you str- it's like the yeah. Mm. yeah. I'm saying it was like I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, good connection. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I see where you come from. Yeah, so the leader, we weren't a big fan of. That. I yeah, that that was a strange little from memory, watching it like ten years ago, whatever it was. I think that's the actor, a strange little addition. I can't remember his name, but uh, Stur- like the character's name is Stern. I thought he was good in. Uh, honestly, you couldn't tell he was a villain or he was going to become a villain, but mm. his obsession with Gamma radiation was played off well enough to hint towards there's something wrong with this guy and he even says himself in the movie i'm more um i'm more curious than cautious when hulk warns him about oh when banner warns him about the repercussions of what could happen with all this experimenting and crap oh and he has a store of like hulk's blood uh banner's blood like everywhere and then Obviously, he goes on to create Blonsky's abomination. Yeah. yeah. I reckon got... the head, the head yeah. thing seems like it was more just one of those, hey, here you go for the comic fans. Like, if you were just watching the Hulk, you'd really have no idea why the dude's head was turning big or what yeah. that meant. I reckon they would have wanted, would have wanted to do something with that, but... but... Yeah. I think yeah, now we can like assume. Yeah. You just assume he's just got a big head. <laughs> he just has to live with that now. Well, they've just done it, and they're like, well, because it seems like they've done that in a few other Marvel movies where they've left an Easter egg like that and just gone, just in case we want to use it later. Yeah, and we'll they suddenly just too. put it in there. Like, like it's easy. Yeah. Like with Mysterio and with um, Bath, the the um, interactive interface that Tony used in Civil War. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Like they, just yeah. Leave, they just leave little things there and go, yeah, just in case we want to make a movie about this later or introduce it. We've already had it somewhere in one of the movies. But I feel like it's been 10 years, and because this is more one of the forgettable ones, unfortunately, if the leader popped up, it's like, ah, remember me? Everyone would be like, 
which what, what? <laughs> <laughs> but would he come back with would he come back with that german accent though did he have a german accent i think it'd be more memorable if he doesn't because <laughs> yeah, that's a green skull but honestly if they I, <laughs> but if they got someone like christoph waltz or someone to play him i think he'll be a lot more like this the guy who played him i've seen him in other things but he's not I, for me he's never really been memorable like he was in the fantastic four remake as yeah. the bad guy in that yeah. um he got it actually oh, i think yeah. he got his head blown up in that so maybe there's a connection <laughs> It was just a nod. <laughs> <laughs> it was an Easter egg. <laughs> That's what happened to him. Mind but yeah, mind. like, I don't know. I feel like you need someone, I, I don't know, maybe the guy's a lot more famous in mainstream builds, but I think you need someone a lot more memorable to play these sort of roles. But then Tom Hiddleston wasn't known when he played Loki, so I don't know. Yeah. Or Tom, Tom Holland. Mm. Yeah. But then Jake Gyllenhaal is Mysterio. But anyway. uh, well, you did say who who does thought they would have gonna choose? They're gonna choose Robert Downey for Iron Man, especially coming off his uh, his dark history. Yeah, true. There's a lot of Easter eggs to the to the old old Hulk in this movie. Um, like you had Bill Bixby. Like there's a bit where Banner's watching I don't know Brazilian TV and. There's a scene from a movie or something, and Bixby's in it, and then yeah, yeah, Lou Ferrigno fact, is yeah. one of the um, bodyguards at the school. Oh yeah, and then there's a soundtrack from from the that TV show as well, where Banner's just walking up, and it's really dramatic. <laughs> I think it's cool. Like I've started watching the 1970 show, but I think it's cool. There was a Hulk show. Like actually, that reminds me. Um, just after this film came out. You guys know Guillermo del Toro? I think I've butchered his name. Yeah, yeah, the guy that wrote The Strain. Yeah. Did he write The Strain? Yeah, del Toro. He wrote that water creature movie thing. Yeah, like Pan's Labyrinth, Hellboy, all, all yeah. those ones. Yeah, yeah, he wrote The Strain. Okay. He was going to um, do a Hulk TV series, which was going to be very, like, horror and very, like... Oh, really? Very dark and edgy. But when they went with Mark Ruffalo's, they said, no, we don't want to do yours anymore. So that was sounds like it would be like a mix of, like you were saying before, Jekyll and Hyde, Frankenstein, Dracula, yeah. like all rolled into one. Yeah, which I'll be, I would have been interested to see. Like again, yeah, it wouldn't be that bad. I don't know. Like it's difficult. Like I, but then why couldn't you have had both? Like I wouldn't mind like Mark Ruffalo's one on the screen and just a different have, universe or just not even related. Yeah, mm. like its own thing. Well, or it's like a what? What if Hulk? <laughs> Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Are they gonna do Hulk in the What Ifs? I don't. I don't know if there are any Hulk What If runs. Oh okay. There there's go. an awesome. Um, I there's sorry. A, there's awesome Punisher one. They did on. say that Samson. I don't know why would potentially be. There was a rumor that he'd potentially be in Winter Soldier. And, uh, Samson, uh, Modern Family guy. Yeah. We didn't but, talk about him, eh? We should talk oh, about him. That's Samson. Samson's are completely different in the comics. <laughs> yeah, I know. Doc, so yeah, Doctor Samson's like tank. Doc Samson. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's like buff in the comics. But I think what he like, I don't. He 
he's accurate. I don't know how accurate he was, but the because he's a good guy, and I think if anything that was right about him was uh, his morals. Like even though he called, he kind of snitched on uh, Banner and Betty. Um, he he saw through Ross in that uh, Ross was essentially almost killed his own daughter, and that Hulk was protecting him. And he saw the good good side to Hulk, and he does say he's more scientist than soldier or whatever. But Robin, are you a big Modern Family fan? <laughs> nah, not really. Haven't oh no, seen, just you really haven't seen really a defending. Episode. I'm just trying to <laughs> no, say because just... <laughs> like people destroy this movie, and I just I don't know for some reason after watching it today I was like, is it really that bad? <laughs> no. Yeah, well, yeah. I saw this scene in the trailer and they never put in the movie where they have yeah. Doc Samson got, sit sit down. Yeah, he sits down with, sorry, yeah, with Bruce, and he's saying to him, he's like, "Look, you can tell me, you know, I've heard it all, you know, because he's a psychiatrist." And Bruce is like, "Oh, you haven't heard anything like this." So, I feel like he was supposed to have a more prominent role, maybe something similar to what um, Michelle Williams' boyfriend in Venom was to like Tom Hardy. Oh yeah, <laughs> but again, like Mark said, it's not a very comic book accurate depiction, and yeah, even no. if he did get beefed up like i can't imagine that guy i mean it'd take a lot of cgi if anything not that they can't pull it off i mean they pulled up well, like, steve's steve's skinny body and then thanos's josh brolin like like it was nothing yeah true so yeah maybe he could get beefed i don't know <laughs> mark who would be like an actor equivalent to the doc samson in the comics Lou Ferrigno. <laughs> um, just looking at oh, the different versions of him, you'd need someone that's almost Chris Hemsworth. That's like. what I'm thinking. What, Liam Hemsworth? No, nah, too small. <laughs> and too much like Thor. Like. <laughs> yeah, like you need, you need someone with Hemsworth's height and build. And Steve, like his long... Stephen Amell? I can nah. see that. Well, li- you literally only need a face and the body that can just do the rest. John Nick Cena? Ben. Oh, his acting is a bit too... Yeah, his acting is lacking. Yeah. <laughs> you wouldn't be able to see him the whole movie anyway. <laughs> You'd be like, why is he speaking? Yeah, like, but I, I just see a, s- a spoof of it with Cena just wearing a green wig. <laughs> 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 But I'll just love it for John Cena yeah, just to just jump in crazy. and just be like, John Cena. Like, yeah. But they could. Yeah, a wrestler would work. I mean, Batista pulled off Drax. Yeah. That's because Drax is pretty emotionless. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's kind of like, that's another thing. Like we saw in the 80s and the set, well, I think the 70s with like Stallone and Schwarzenegger. Yeah. Like it would be good to have like, Someone big, big dudes like that yeah. coming. You know who could? You know who? Like, if you played it back then, Dolph Lundgren. Yeah, I give him long hair, and he'd play Doc Samson. Yeah, he would be a good Thor back in the day. <laughs> yeah, he would have. He's he's tanking off. Do you know um Tyler Maine? <laughs> Tyler Maine. Yeah, he played Sabretooth in X Men, but oh yeah, he was going to be Thor originally. Already back in the nineties, yeah. Back then, he probably could have played Doc Samson. 
Top Man. 100. Like Tyler Mack. I'm just looking yeah. at photos of him. Yeah. He was a... He's big enough. He was a blank saber tooth though. Like, there was nothing to him. Yeah, true. He was just... <laughs> Kev- Kevin Nash back Let me hear you scream. <laughs> Kevin Nash. <yeah. laughs> I don't know. I think of Kevin Nash, I think of the Adam Sandler movies. Because I only remember him along this yard. (laughs) (laughs) Stone Cold Fever. Oh, how about Goldberg? (laughs) (laughs) He just starts spearing the Hulk. (laughs) But it's even like with Terry Crews. Like, he's a big dude. But because he's so known for, like, comedies, I can't imagine him in a serious role. So I couldn't even imagine him in the MCU. Yeah, like, even Expendables. He's the comedy. He's just the comedy in there. Yeah, like he's in Deadpool too, but like he dies in like a couple of. Mi- oh, he's the comic relief again. Like, mm. <laughs> was that so, post credit scene there when they released it in the movies? I didn't watch it in the movies, but I assume it was. Because I think it was Iron Man had its one, and that was before. Yeah. It. Yeah, I didn't even know the post credit scene existed until a few years ago. Well. Another way they justified it was like Tony and Ross have continued that relationship. Like Civil War works because of Ross. Well, it's not built on it, but like part of, part of the threads of it is the fact that you got Ross and Tony having that same bickering type, you know, relationship. Yeah. So yeah. that was paid off later. So it's hard because it's like, 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 I'm not sure if Robin said it. This is the cousin to the other movies in a way. It's related, but then it's not heavily yeah. influence, influential, but then it's, it does have its influences. It's like the second cousin three times removed. <laughs> I don't think it's that bad. I mean, <laughs> uh, as, a, as a cousin. All right, how about this? Hulk versus Wolverine. Because apparently that's a big thing in the comics. Yeah, it's in the yeah, cartoon. It it's, it's, I've seen it in a cartoon. Wolverine gets wrecked. Yeah, but apparently Hulk eats him and then Wolverine just claws his way out. (laughs) That's in the old man Logan. Yeah. Yeah. Just cut off his head. See if that works. Actually, that old man man Logan storyline with the Hulk is pretty messed up. Yeah, he was like, he married She-Hulk and they they had like Hillbilly. Yeah. Yeah. It's like like Hillbilly Hulk. And (sighs) they go and kill the Wolverine family or something. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> I think the only thing Logan really took from that was the fact that Logan was old. Oh. Also, <laughs> oh, that's why it's called Old Men Logan. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, we might as well go on our end note. Final, uh, final thoughts on the Hulk, where it ranks, and where you rank Hulk. Yeah. Hulk's always number one for me. Out of all Marvel superheroes. So what? Wait, did you say one out of ten, Mark? No, I was just saying Hulk is always my number one in oh, Marvel okay. universe. Okay. Any Marvel universe. So are we ranking the movie, or was this the final thoughts? No, that, that's just, that's that's the character Hulk. Oh yeah. The movie itself, though. Nah. I can't. I haven't watched it in so long. I can't really put it against the new movies. There you go. I enjoy it for what it is. Um, until now, I don't think I'm going to fully get the Hulk movie that I'm looking for. But until then, I will enjoy the aspects of these films 
that worked for me and I'm happy for what it was and I'm happy that the legacy it left behind by leading into the comic book accurate hulks, which was a different take, but brought a lot of enjoyment. Yeah. Well, I used to rank this movie. I still kind of rank it mid to low tier, this yeah. The Incredible Hulk. But just like in comparison to the MCUs and all that. Yeah. Um, as for the Hulk himself, if anything, uh, um, after this, like, I'd say there's, there's more to the Hulk than just some dude with the brute strength and you know the one they the one they use for muscle and you know i just i could appreciate the hulk a bit more as you know there's more dimensions to this big green ogre yeah there is one thing this is my last point i think this is the only time in the mcu that one of the main heroes kills stan lee is it does he kill him? I can't remember. I don't know. His blood gets on the um, fizzy yeah. drink and in the Stanley movie. drinks it and he gets gamma poisoning. But they don't say what happened to him, but he does drink, drop the bottle. So I don't know. Maybe he just becomes a gamma powered Stan. <laughs> uh, if, it, if it was just by inducing blood, a lot of people would be the Hulk right now. I don't know, because it is gamma radiation, uh, but then, like, Hawaii's Hulk alive, but... I know, but, like, it's all right as to whether or not he died. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't think... It, maybe that's why we keep seeing him in all the movies. It just gives him, like, long life. <laughs> he's just... He's immortal now. <laughs> all right, yeah. Well, final rating, I don't know, five? Six yeah. out of ten? Six. Yeah, I'll give it a six. All right. Well, folks, uh, that's all we have for The Incredible Hulk. Thanks again, boys, for joining in. Take it easy. Yeah. Do you think Grant's at the bottle shop? <laughs> Grant, I hope you got us all drinks or something, mate, because you took a while. We'll, yeah, we'll but there might him. be gamma blood in those drinks. So we'll, we'll meet him on COD Warzone later. And won't help him out. All right. <laughs>